Hey, and we are back. And this is going to be part three on how we're going to be scouting. So we've already done the general overview, resources, thoughts, just general overview for the entire scouting process. That was part one. Part two was going over offense. So wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, offensive tackles, offensive linemen in general, um, going through everything that we look for position by position. And now we get to do defense part three. So I'm going to go through the defense position by position, what we're going to be looking for as we're scouting, going through our whole scouting process. And uh, I will try and add in there um, the 49ers tendencies in terms of how we can not just only use these uh, scouting notes, but also how to look for who we think is going to be fits for the Niners. So with that being said, uh, let's hop on in because the first one was about 40 minutes. The last one was a little over an hour. And uh, I hope that I don't take another hour uh, going through the defense, but I just might. <laughs> ah, all right, cool. Well, hey, in the uh, in the idea of last time, uh, starting with wide receivers, we're going to start with corners. So let's get right into it. Scouting corners. Now, scouting corners and safeties in general uh, will be a lot more difficult. Uh, for the simple fact being that the TV broadcast typically does not give us very good angles at all um, to be able to see what corners and safeties are doing on a play-in, play-out basis. So you're going to have to find, uh, it's going to be a little bit trickier trying to find it. Again, this is where like the one-on-one -on -one reps really help uh, with like the senior bowl, um, checking out those one-on-ones. Um, and of course, if you can find all 22, really, that's the best way to go about scouting corners is, uh, watching that all 22. So, uh, as far as corners goes, what are we looking at? So like I've mentioned previously with the different positions, first thing that I'm looking at is, uh, you know, their body, uh, and just kind of like what archetype or prototype of corner are we looking at? Is this a press zone corner? Are they long and lanky? Are they smaller? Uh, are they a press man corner? Are they a press zone corner? Do they primarily play in the slot? Um, are they someone where they typically, uh, you know, just uh, keep everything in front of them with their eyes? Are they playing an off zone where they're reading coverages, reading the receiver, reading the quarterback, or are they playing man coverage where they have, you know, uh, they're playing the receiver, they're keeping hands, eyes on the receiver. So what's the kind of general prototype archetype of corner that we're dealing with here? We're going to look at size, length, and frame. Um, so... In the same way that wide receivers win differently with different types of bodies, it's the same way with corners. If you've got a taller, longer corner, you know, say you're 6'2", 6'3", uh, it's typically probably going to be more of a 
uh, outside third press zone style of corner play. Uh, typically with your taller, longer corners, they might have good long speed, uh, but typically the agility, the change of direction, uh, feet and hips just aren't quite there to be able to stick man to man um, with shiftier uh, route running receivers. So they might be good in terms of playing press man, keeping hands on a guy, keeping their eyes on a guy, um, staying on top, kind of blanketing them. But, you know, they might lose on a double move uh, or they're more likely to lose on a double move. Or maybe you don't want them, say, in man coverage, trying to, like, cross the field. Um, whereas if you have a smaller uh, corner, maybe he's like 5'11", but he's got really quick feet, really great agility, great change of direction, body control and everything. He can just kind of mirror and match guys and carry them anywhere on the field. So what's the kind of prototype of corner that we're going to be dealing with here? Uh, we're looking at size, length, frame, uh, all that kind of stuff. Now, as far as the Niners goes, um, it's tricky because I feel like the Niners have kind of gone with every type of corner that you could get. Um, you know, in terms of slot corner, they've had everything from your kind of uh, small uh, Kawan Williams type, you know, your 5'8", 5'9", 180, 190 pounders who typically just exclusively play like the slot nickel corner um, all the way up to putting Jimmy Ward at nickel. Excuse me putting Jimmy Ward at nickel where he's really more of a safety, you know, 5'11", 200 pounds, um, which is kind of bigger for a nickel corner. Um, on the outside, they've had, you know, your Jason Verretz, who's kind of like one of those smaller, just super agility, speed, acceleration, change of direction, mirror and match kind of corners. Um, you know, 5'10", 190. Um, but they've also gone with bigger guys where they've had, you know, your 6'3", Richard Sherman's. Uh, they went with a uh, Akella Witherspoon, who was 6'3", with really good feet. Uh, they uh, they signed Charverius Ward, a big money deal. Uh, he's 6'1", 6'2", uh, kind of that bigger physical press man kind of corner. Um, but they also haven't been shy about sticking a Emmanuel Mosley on the other side, who's, you know, 5'10", 190. Same thing with Diamador Lenore, who's, you know, again, same thing, about 5'10", uh, 190. So the Niners have kind of tried a lot of different types of corners, which makes it a little bit tricky in terms of figuring out what they're going to do. Uh, there does seem to be a couple kind of tendencies or traits that they look for, it does seem like they want guys who tight coverage kind of comes to mind and tackling. Um, so they're not necessarily looking for corners who make plays on the ball all the time. Obviously, if you have the opportunity to pick off the ball, you should, but they're typically looking for guys who are going to make, going to make it difficult uh, for the quarterback to make the throw, whether that's by providing press man, whether that's by being just in like tight coverage through mirroring, 
But what they're looking for is they're not necessarily looking for ball hawks at the corner position. They're looking for someone who can keep tight coverage. So it's a difficult pass um, because, again, if you you don't necessarily need to be a playmaker if your defensive line is getting to the quarterback quickly. And again, if we look at the types of uh, defenses the Niners play, they typically they used to play a lot more of the kind of cover three single high where you had your outside third corners. This last year with uh, D'Amico Ryans, they shifted more to like a cover four, cover six, but they're still typically covering, you know, an outside quarter or an outside third. Um, they typically don't have them playing a cover two where they're playing like a, a soft um, where they're playing more of like a flat, if that makes sense. They're typically, you know, they're outside corners. They're staying on top of everything. Uh, so it is kind of a press zone um, type of scheme and a zone scheme, but they want someone who's going to be keep it in tight coverage and be a good enough tackler that if somebody does catch the ball, um, that they're able to make that tackle so they're not getting additional yards after catch. They also like guys who are physical enough in the run game that they're least willing to get in there and make a tackle. So what does that kind of tell us? Well, again, you're typically not necessarily looking for a ball hawk. We want guys who are going to be willing to play outside. They want guys who are versatile enough that they can play in the slot. Um, but typically tight coverage, tackling um and then stay on top they're not necessarily looking for ball hawks so uh what do we look for in terms of scouting so typically first thing is you're going to look at you know size length and frame um you're going to look at their uh again just in terms of physical trait speed acceleration agility change of direction so speed and acceleration uh deep speed do you have enough makeup speed that you don't get beat over the top? Because a lot of the times, you know, whether you're a corner or a receiver, you're not plays you win, you're not plays you lose. You're gonna lose reps as a corner, but do you have the makeup speed uh, to get up there and make that tackle? Or if you get beat off the line, you know, say the receiver gets beats you with the release, do you have the makeup speed in order to stick with him so that he can't stack you? and get on top of you with his route. So can you stay on type on top with your speed and acceleration? Um, do you have the agility and change of direction? Obviously there's acceleration, but just like how we talk with receivers, deceleration. How quick can you go from your back pedal to stopping and firing down when you see that they're going on a hitch route? Um, how quick can you, you know, be in your back pedal, turn your hips, and then adjust to it being a corner route? You know, with your like speed turn. So speed, acceleration, agility, change of direction, uh, feet and hips. You know, how are the feet? Uh, do the feet look panicked? Do they look awkward? Or do the feet look smooth and crisp? Uh, are the hips fluid or are the hips tight? Um, you know, you want to make sure that you have some like fluid, uh, like flexibility in the hips for changing of direction and adjusting. Um, so yeah, that's kind of all the physical stuff that you're looking at, uh, ball skills. So again, the Niners aren't necessarily looking for ball Hawks. Obviously if we get interceptions, that's a bonus, but that's not typically what they go for. Um, 
what I'm looking for, just in terms of scouting when it comes to interceptions, um, I am of the philosophy that when it comes to corners, just make sure that you get the easy ones. Um, I always make the joke of, hey, put your sticky gloves on, you know, put your sticky gloves on. Um, you know, every once in a while, a quarterback is going to throw it right to you. Just make sure that when it's thrown right to you, you catch it. I'm not expecting you to go up there and moss guys uh, for like crazy interceptions or anything. Um, but what I do want is for you to get the ones that are thrown directly at you. So put your sticky gloves on. Uh, catch the easy ones that hit you in the hands. That's really all that I ask as far as inter interceptions because you're given, you know, a half dozen opportunities a season, maybe a couple times a game where the quarterback is going to hit you in the face of the ball. Just make sure you catch that. Just catch the easy ones. Um, the other terms and the other thing in terms of ball skills is pass breakups. Now pass breakups, uh, I think is very valuable because that shows not only how tight you are in coverage, um, uh, but it's showing how good your eyes are in terms of being able to win at the catch point. So are they winning at the catch point? That's what I want to see in terms of pass breakups. Um, are you tight in coverage? Are you breaking on the ball? Uh, when you need to, and are you winning at the catch point? Uh, can he cover? It's a very important question. Can he cover ultimately? Uh, the next question is, uh, just stickiness. Um, you know, how sticky is this corner in man coverages and match coverage? Um, the difference between man and match, uh, it's not a huge difference, but basically, um, match principles, if you're in a zone defense, a match principle means that once the routes start to develop, you're going to match a guy who hits your zone, and now you are man covering that guy who's in your zone. So how sticky are you uh, when it comes to man coverage? If it's, hey, you on the guy, can you stick with him throughout the whole route? Again, you're watching feet, hips, agility, speed, change of direction, uh, acceleration, and uh, also in match coverage, when a receiver starts coming into your zone, can you go get on him and stick on him while he's going through your zone and then pass him off? Um, dick to hip. Are you able to be dick to hip with him? Are you able to maintain that tight coverage? Uh, the next thing is hand fighting. So again, um, you know, disrupting the uh, wide receiver's route. Are you able to disrupt the receiver's uh, route with your hands? Are you able to uh, disrupt his timing on his route breaks? Again, you want to be physical, but there are rules. Um, you know, in college rules are different than NFL rules. So that's something that's an awareness issue. Are you able to be physical in that first five yards? And then after that first five yards, not incur a pass interference but still maintain enough contact to disrupt a route, uh, if that makes sense. Because you don't want it to be enough that you're going to incur a penalty, but you do want to be able to have the leverage um, and the hand fighting in order to mess with the timing of the route. Um, reactions and route reading in zone. So how quick are you in terms of when you're in zone, how quick are you to react to 
a player entering your zone or the quarterback starting reading the quarterback's eyes, seeing where he's going to throw. So how quick are you in terms of your reaction and your route reading when you're in zone coverage? How quick are you able to break on the ball? So those are all kind of things that we're looking for, especially in terms of an outside receiver. Um, In terms of the slot, uh, the slot, we're looking at a lot more for a slot receiver at tackling. It's very important for a slot receiver, tackling, uh, physicality. Uh, You want your toughest, most physical guy in the slot. Um, Change of direction matters a lot in the slot. Um, Slot is such a difficult position because you have to match up with tight ends. You have to... You have to match up with tight ends. You have to match up with shifty slot wide receivers and you got to tackle running backs. Um, so it's, it's a very difficult, tricky position. Um, but in terms of a slot corner, you're looking for kind of like the f- most physical, nasty. Um, I, I forget who said it, but I remember Chapman saying that when he was a, uh, when he was coaching, he would try and find his uh, his will linebacker would be just like the freakiest, fastest linebacker. And then his nickel corner was the most physical corner. So you want a guy who can tackle, who can play in the run game, uh, who can, you know, play the run fits, force guys. He can play a run game. Uh, I wouldn't quite say like a linebacker, but at least like a safety um, you know, force guys, be the force player, be the edge player, uh, maintain a block, um, be willing to fire in through a gap to get that tackle for a loss. Uh, but ultimately you want a physical, uh, just a, a physical, you don't necessarily want the biggest guy, but you want the guy with the biggest dog in him, if that makes sense. And you're in your nickel. Another thing with corners, just something you always want to keep in mind with uh, all positions, but especially corners, is competition level. If they're playing against low-level, you know, guys. Um, corner is way, 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 way hard in the NFL. Um, you know, the receivers, they're 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 faster, they're taller, the routes they run, the fakes and everything, the level of competition. Um, how is the level of competition? And another thing I have on here is just attitude. You know, corner is one of those positions where you're going to get beat, but are you able to maintain just that I'm the best? There's no way that you're going to catch anything on me. I got you covered. You're not catching anything the rest of this game. What, what's your attitude like? I think that was one of the things that uh, didn't work out with Akella Witherspoon was he just uh, he didn't seem to be able to have that that dog mentality, the attitude and maintain the confidence uh, you know, he would have a bad play and he would let it spiral. So what's the attitude of the corners? So I think that's everything. Again, ultimately, you know, um, feet, hips, speed, acceleration, enough speed to not get beat over the top, enough speed to, you know, if you get beat to catch up, um, agility, acceleration, change of direction, feet and hips in order to stick with guys in man coverage, um, you know, being able to match. Uh, in man and in match, um, being able to read in zones, you know, break on the ball, read the different uh, things in zone coverages. And then at your nickel, your slot, you want a guy who's physical, tough, willing to tackle, uh, and then have the right kind of attitude at corner. So that's corner. 
Uh, next up is safety. Safety is another tricky one. It's uh, it's really hard trying to figure out what the Niners want in a safety. Uh, they really like Jimmy Ward, and I think Jimmy Ward was. I think Jimmy Ward is kind of. I think he's the kind of safety that they wanted in a single high safety, meaning he's a safe safety. He didn't get a lot of turnovers, but he was always assignment sound and uh, he never gave up a big play. He stayed over top and he was a good tackler. Um, So when we're looking at safeties, you know, when you're looking at prototypes and archetypes, what kind of safety are we looking at here? Is this a true free safety, like a single high? Is this a strong safety, like a, you know, more of a, a small linebacker who's a box safety? Are we looking at a hybrid safety who can do a little bit of both? Um, Are we looking at like a sub linebacker type? Are we looking for a safety who's also, he can play safety, but he's also a nickel corner and he can also match up with tight ends. Are you looking at a kind of like a chess piece, um, kind of like a Derwin James where, Hey, you know, he can, he can play too high safety. He can play in the box. He can match up against and erase a tight end. Um, you know, like what, what kind of safety are you looking for? There's a lot of different types of safeties. Um, Talanoa Hafunga seems to be kind of a hybrid box safety. Um, he's a great blitzer. He's uh, he's okay in coverage, but he's great at breaking, breaking on the ball. Uh, he's great at attacking downfields. Um, he's a big hitter. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily call him a free safety or a single high. Uh, Tayshawn Gibson was typically more of a, uh, even though he was older and didn't have the speed, he was definitely a free safety in the sense that he kept everything over the top and he would just take good angles. He was a assi- uh, assignment sound and made tackles, didn't get beat over the top. Um, so yeah, what are, what are you kind of looking for in a safety? There's a lot of different prototypes or archetypes. Uh, but we're looking at a safety, uh, size, length, frame. There's a whole variety. You've got your Buda Bakers who's are, who are 5'9", 200 pounds. Uh, you've got your, you know, your, your Cam Chancellor Thumpers who are 6'3", pushing 230. Uh, you've got your Jimmy Wards who are 5'10", 5'11", 195. Um, Hafunga who's 6'2", 205. Um, there's a lot of variety. I, I think in general, it seems like the Niners are looking for a safety. Who's that kind of six foot 200 ish. Um, if I were to guess though, in terms of what they're looking for safety, I think we're looking at typically more of like a hybrid single high free safety, a guy who has the range and, uh, is assignment sound, uh, but especially, you know, the range to play true free safety and be a good tackler. But they also want to be able to have someone who can play halves, who can play quarters, who can blitz and who can play in the slot and, uh, you know, match up with a tight end if need be. Um, so I think you're probably looking at more of a, a hybrid free safety in terms of what we'd be looking for. Um, but yeah, so size, length, frame, uh, speed, acceleration, I would say acceleration, agility, and change of direction is more important than speed. Obviously you want speed, but I mean, Hafunga ran like a four, six or a four, seven, and he made the pro bowl and played incredible this year. 
Uh, that was so much of that was just like instincts and all the other thing. And he does have great acceleration. Um, I think that, uh, again, you're looking at acceleration, agility, change of direction, uh, agility and change of direction, because you need to be able to navigate blockers in the run game. You need to be able to make sure that you're maintaining your gap integrity, uh, in the run game. Um, you know, gotta have good eyes, uh, feet and hips, same thing, you know, are, are the feet good? Are the hips good? Do they have the, with a free safety, you definitely got to make sure that the, the feet are good. The hips have enough mobility and flexibility that you can change direction and main have that entire range uh, of the field. Uh, ball skills. I think the Niners are less concerned with ball skills if you're looking at a free safety uh, than they are with a strong safety. Um, but again, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to try and go back to when it comes to ball skills. I want to see the same thing with my safeties as I do as my corners. Um, interceptions, take the easy ones that, you know, if, if the if the quarterback is going to hit you in the face with the ball, catch it. You know, catch the easy ones. Uh, if you're manned up on a tight end uh, or a receiver, tight coverage, pass breakups, you know, play the ball at the catch point. That's what we want to see, man. Coverage is, uh, you know, pass breakups, playing, winning at the catch point uh, while in tight coverage. Uh, we want to see good man coverage. Again, this is why we're talking about agility, feet, and hips. A lot of that, it's not just having the range over the to be able to cover a large majority of the deep field, uh, but also to cover tight ends, running backs, and slot receivers um, over the middle. Uh, you know, the way that you have these coverages set up nowadays, if, if a formation adjusts on offense, then a lot of the times the formation on defense has to adjust to it. So maybe your single high and your box safety now rotate, uh, based off of the formation of what the offense is giving you or a motion. So if that happens, is your single high free safety able to come down to the box, match up with that slot receiver and maintain cut tight coverage throughout the, the route or that assignment? Um, so yeah, uh, that's what we're looking for in terms of ball skills, catch the easy ones and then just maintain tight coverage and, uh, win at the catch point in terms of pass breakups. Um, how do they look manning up versus slot wide receivers and tight ends? Um, in terms of zone coverage, um, in terms of zone coverage, how do they look reacting and reading zone coverage. So if you're playing zone coverage, do they have their eyes on the right assignment? And when the quarterback throws the ball, are how quick are they breaking on that? You see the quarterback's arm cock back. How quickly are they now firing to where the ball is going? Um, you know, you want how quick are they able to break on that ball? Uh, the next thing is navigating traffic. You know, if you're, whether you're playing in the box or you're playing single high, you know, deep middle, how good are you now coming down and weaving through traffic, navigating the traffic, uh, evading, uh, evading blockers on offense in order to get to the ball carrier and get that tackle. Uh, so how good are you at navigating that traffic and, uh, you know, not getting blindsided by a block, you know, like making sure that as you're coming down from your single high to catch that running back, you don't get hit by a tight end who's coming up on a second level block. 
Uh, the next thing is just physicality and hip power. Uh, do, can you lay the boomstick? <laughs> you know, if you're coming downhill, if you're going to hit it, um, is the running back, are you making the tackle, but the running back runs over you and gains three more yards? Or are you coming down, hitting that running back, stopping him in his place? Um, you know, how, how is your, uh, your physicality in the run game, your hit power? Uh, and then as far as the run game goes, uh, shedding blocks. So again, not, not letting a block that hits you stay on you, but being able to either evade that blocker, um, through again, navigating the traffic, or if you do get hit by a block, shedding that block and getting off that block quickly in order to go get that, uh, get the ball carrier. Uh, and then of course, uh, just in the run game, especially for, uh, when you're looking at a cover four, um, when you're looking at a cover four where the two middle safeties are playing the run, are they, you know, assignment sound in their run fits? And with a box safety, if you've got a strong safety in the box, how good are they with their assignments in the run game filling those gaps? Um, and then, of course, like I mentioned with corners, what's the competition level and how's the attitude? I love seeing attitude and a safety again don't be a dick um but i like seeing somebody who's you know willing to be like yeah dude is that the best you got you know i want to see someone with some attitude at the safety position sometimes you want an enforcer if you know what i mean next up is linebackers so linebackers i think we kind of have an idea in terms of what they're looking for as an off-ball linebacker so in terms of linebackers uh, that have had success in the system. When the Niners first came in, uh, they brought in uh, Malcolm Smith. Malcolm Smith is kind of an old school, uh, not necessarily old school, but he was a good he was a good teacher to show Fred Warner what they wanted from a Mike, a middle linebacker. You know, as an off linebacker, you want to be assignment sound in your run your run fits. Um, and you want to be able to see the routes developing over the field, move laterally in the zone, right? Um, and in terms of physicality, what we've noticed is that they're typically looking for, between Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, you kind of have two different body types um, and slightly different play styles. But I think they are both something that you can definitely pay attention to. Fred Warner, the what you're looking for is you're looking at a long, rangy cover linebacker who's a good tackler. Uh, Fred Warner isn't necessarily the biggest hitter. He has some big hits, but he's tall, he's long, he's rangy, he moves really well with his change of direction throughout the zones, being able to cover. And when it comes to tackling, he's able to wrap you up and take you down. Dre Greenlaw um, and Fred Warner also has incredible hip fluidity. Whenever you watch Fred Warner carry a wide receiver vertical, it's, it's just beautiful. It's crazy what he's able to do just in terms of carrying receivers vertically. Okay, you're going to get in trouble digging your head there into the treat box. Anyways, um, Dre Greenlaw, on the other hand, Dre Greenlaw seems to be more of a side to side and downhill linebacker. So Dre Greenlaw is extremely fast moving sideline to sideline. 
And when it comes to his physicality, he is very much a downhill hitter. So Dre Greenlaw, incredibly fast. I wouldn't say that he quite has the change of direction or the length uh, to cover as Fred Warner. But just in terms of a fast, weak side linebacker who can just chase and tackle, um, Dre Greenlaw is incredibly fast sideline to sideline, and then he can stay on top of a guy, come downhill, and hit him. Um, But what they both have in common is that both of them played a safety-style position in college to where they were both um, very much good in coverage. Uh, so the Niners are looking for coverage linebackers. A lot of the times a converted safety because in the, excuse me, in the modern NFL, um, while linebackers do have to play the run, it is a pass first league. You need to have good coverage linebackers. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are both essentially converted um, converted safeties who developed into linebackers. They both play very good coverage. They play it differently, but they both play it very well. Fred Warner has uh, more like fluid hips and uh, just at like length and range as a good tackler um, and the ability to read defenses. Dre Greenlaw is a lot is more of a speed sideline to sideline downhill kind of hitter. Um, so they play a little bit different, but they're both former converted safety style players who are very good in coverage. So we're looking for coverage uh, prototypes. There's like run stuffer uh, type linebackers. There's coverage linebackers and uh, converted safeties. That's kind of the prototype or archetype that I've got. Um, I'm not going to talk about uh uh, like a 3-4 outside linebacker just because we don't run a 3-4 outside system. So I don't think that makes sense. So we're just looking at off-ball linebackers. Um, but again, you know, first thing you're looking at is size, length, and frame. I think that uh, at the bare minimum, uh, the linebackers that we're looking at, I think we're looking at 6-1 to 6-3. Um, Dre Greenlaw is, I think, probably the shortest at 6 foot. Fred Warner is 6-3. Uh, they're both about 230 pounds. Aziz, same kind of thing. I think Aziz was like 6'1", 6'2", um, about 230 pounds, maybe just under. Uh, Aziz is also similar to Dre Greenlaw in the sense of, uh, you know, speed, side to side, downhill, tackler. He was more of a big play kind of guy, though, where he would, uh, you know, like force fumbles, get interceptions. Um, he was more boomer bust than Dre, but similar kind of builds. You know, 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", 230 pounds-ish. Um, length, I think they would like length, but it's not a necessity as long as they've got the range. Uh, but we're looking at speed, acceleration, agility, change of direction. Uh, I think speed is less important than acceleration, agility, and change of direction. Your ability to fire down on something, when you see that run gap, being able to fire down into it. Uh, when you see that ball carry, being able to track them down, being able to navigate traffic, having the agility to evade blocks. So part of what I mentioned is sideline to sideline and carry receiver vertically. 
So there's different ways to do this, but ultimately that's what we want to know is typically what Shanahan, what their system does is it puts a lot of stress on the linebackers. So we need to see is, hey, you know, with their feet, with their hips, with their acceleration, their agility, their change of direction, are they able to cover sideline to sideline? So do they have that horizontal speed? And if they need to, are they able to carry receivers vertically? Because those are the two very stressful things that Shanahan and the defense asks of their linebackers. You know, if you're playing a, a cover three, a lot of the times your, uh, your linebackers, they might have to carry, like Fred Warner, carry a guy vertically. Uh, if you're in a cover four um, or a cover uh, six, then you might need to have to cover a lot of room in the flat. Um, so are you able to move sideline to sideline and can you carry someone vertically? So those are kind of the two things that are uh, kind of like must-haves. Um, if you're watching a linebacker and the only thing you see, you just see him like stand there, play the run, and then fall downhill as a run plugger, that's cool. But ultimately, that's uh, that's they're going to ask more than that. They can't just have someone who's a run plugger. They need someone who can cover sideline to sideline and can go vertical if they have to. Um, ball skills. I feel like with ball skills, I ask the same thing of my linebackers as I do with everyone, which is if you get hit in the face with the ball, catch it. You're going to get a couple easy ones. Um, just, you know, put your sticky gloves on. And for pass breakups, um, a lot of the times it's just having long enough arms and enough height in order to stick your arm up to bat a ball that's going down over you. So I love to see some of that ball production. The other thing is if you're matched up on a tight end or a running back, winning at the catch point. Um, and a lot of the times winning at the catch point means you're in a zone coverage. You see a ball coming to a wide receiver who's coming into your zone and coming down and hitting him out at the exact time. It might not be that you're actually carrying a tight end or covering a tight end across the field or down the field it's more likely that you're playing in a, a shallow zone and uh, the ball comes into your zone and you've got to hit them at the catch point in order to knock that ball loose. Um, so being able to, you know, ball skills, break things up when they come in to your zone and catching the ones that are, that are given to you. Uh, so those are the things I'm looking for with ball skills, man coverage. Uh, how are you good? How are you at manning up with tight ends and running backs? Um, are they, are they asking you to do that? Uh, how good are you at reacting and, uh, reading routes when you're in a soft uh, or a shallow zone coverage and how good, how quick are you at breaking on the ball? Again, speed is good, but acceleration and, uh, your ability to start stop, and uh, come downhill quickly. How fast are you able to break on the ball? You see the quarterback cockback start to throw. Are you right? Are you are you already heading downhill towards where that receiver is going, so you can win at that catch point? Or if they catch it before you get there, they catch it. You hit them. You tackle them. They get zero yards after catch. Um, how good are you at navigating the traffic, staying off of offensive linemen who are coming out to block you and tackling? Um, 
you got to be a good tackler. If you're a bad tackler, that's just not going to fly. Uh, especially in college. Like if you're a bad tackler in college, I doubt that it's going to get better in the NFL. Um, at linebacker, you have to be a good tackler. It's just, you have to be, um, next thing is just physicality and hit power. We love seeing big hitters. We love seeing physicality. Um, you know, if you're coming in and knocking the ball loose, forcing fumbles, breaking up passes, that's awesome. Uh, but at a bare minimum, if you're just being assignment sound, uh, you need to make sure the the running backs are not getting yards after you hit them. Are you stopping them in your tracks? Are you stonewalling them? Um, if they're hitting you and you're losing your leverage, they're getting underneath, pushing you back and getting two to three more yards. Uh, that's not good. Uh, you want to be able to hit, take them down. Don't allow yards after uh, contact when they hit you. And you know what? If you're forcing fumbles and just like knocking the ball loose constantly, then that's awesome. We want a playmaker. Uh, playmakers are great as long as your assignment sound. Uh, in terms of the run game, um, you know, how are you in terms of, you know, filling your gap, staying assignment sound? Uh, how good are you at shedding blocks? You know, if a tight end comes at you, are you winning versus that tight end? You should. If an offensive lineman comes at you, uh, offensive linemen are bigger and stronger than you, but you know what? Do you have the agility to evade their block? Or if they get you, are you able to quickly disengage that block? and uh, shed that block and get that ball carrier for the tackle. Uh, the next thing, which is something that we'll probably see a lot more of uh, with our new defensive coordinator, is blitzing. So if they blitz you, uh, how good are you at blitzing? Uh, Fred Warner is a pretty good blitzer. Um, I think Aziz was a good blitzer. Obviously, Hafunga is a good blitzer. He's not a linebacker, but he plays a very good blitzer. Um but if they're asking you to blitz, how effective are you at blitzing? Um, next thing, of course, competition level, attitude. Um, yeah, are, are you, I feel like linebackers, you got to be physical badasses, but you also got to maintain a cool head. I feel like corners are uh, able to be a little bit more wild. Uh, whereas linebackers, I want a linebacker who flies around, hits guys, but as cool as a cucumber. So... Uh, that's, I think pretty much everything I'm going to look for in terms of, uh, what we're scouting in terms of linebacker. But again, the main thing we're looking for coverage, we're looking for range. And, uh, when it comes to, uh, the run game assignment, sound, good tackling, don't give up additional yardage and uh, all the other stuff is bonus in my opinion. Um, and, uh, acceleration, agility, change of direction, navigating traffic is more important than speed. Uh, if they're just downhill straight line, that's uh, not ideal. You want someone with a little more coverage uh, and range. Whew, how are we feeling? <laughs> well, we've got through uh, corners. We've got through safeties. We've got through linebackers. <sighs> 43 minutes in. Gosh, I'm just cranking this out today. We have a sip of water, and then we'll get into defensive line and finish up. All right. Cool. So, 
We're going to go defensive end slash edge, and then we'll finish off with defensive tackle. So defensive end slash edge. Um, this is kind of a flexible position and a flexible term, uh, just in terms of like the NFL and scouting and whatnot. What is a defensive end? What is an edge defender? Um, there's four, three defensive ends. There's three, four, there's three, four defensive ends. There's four, three defensive ends. There's three, four outside linebackers that are edge rushers. Um, so there's a lot of variety in terms of defensive ends and edge rushers. Um, again, I'm starting out with the body, the prototype, you know, is this a hand in the dirt defensive end, or is this a stand up outside linebacker rusher? Um, sometimes they're interchangeable. Sometimes they're not. I think that with the Niners, they're not looking for a specific exact body type, but they do have a general kind of philosophy in terms of body and size. And I think what that is, is that they want defensive ends who are big enough to set an edge. And typically your three, four outside linebackers, your stand-up pass rushers are not going to be the uh, players who are setting a hard edge. And the way that our defensive line plays and our defensive coach plays, they're looking for powerful, explosive uh, defensive ends that are essentially setting an edge and rushing the passer at the same time. Um, so in terms of what you're looking at, I don't think that we're going to be scouting anybody who is uh, under 250 pounds as a defensive end unless we are thinking that, hey, this is going to be somebody that's going to be a designated pass rusher and they're probably going to be developing uh, for a year uh, or maybe two. And at that point, I feel like unless there's something special about this person, it probably doesn't make sense to do that, uh, especially since, you know, at this point, you know, we're probably not getting anyone until late third, fourth, fifth round as a defensive end. Do you really want an undersized project as a fourth, fifth, sixth round pass rusher who may or may not see the field and doesn't have the play strength in order to maintain that four down lineman defensive end setting an edge? So that being said, doesn't mean we can't look at three, four outside linebackers. Uh, doesn't mean we're only going to look at uh, hand-in-the-dirt defensive ends. What it does mean is that there's a certain size and a certain level of play strength uh, that I think is going to be required by the Niners. Um, you look at the defensive ends that they drafted and that they played. Um, who have they drafted at defensive end? They drafted Solomon Thomas as a outside in guy. So 6'2", 280, they wanted him as a 4-3 defensive end who would kick in and play three technique. That was kind of their ideal, 6'2", 280. So a big, strong, run edge-setting edge. Uh, Nick Bosa, 6'4", 265. Big, strong, 
edge setting defensive end. Obviously, he's an incredible player. Um, but again, you're looking at that kind of size. Um, Samson Ebukam, who they paid. Uh, 6'3", 255 pounds. Um, I don't think he's... You look at him, he's definitely not the uh, 245 that he came out. Um, he's put on some strength. And when he also, remember when he came out, he was testing extremely high in terms of uh, athleticism, just very strong, very fast. Uh, he was a very powerful, well-built guy. So even though he was only 250, 255, very, very, very strong for his size uh, and very fast. So very strong, fast defensive end as far as athletic profile goes. Um, they also picked up uh, Drake Jackson, 6'4", 6'5", long arms, uh, in that 260 to 270 range. Uh, he played a little. He played a lot of different positions, but they were like, "Hey, we believe that you at your best are 265, 270, defensive end, uh, with the an ability to bend around the edge, right?" Um, so you can kind of see what I'm getting at here is what they're looking for. It seems like at a bare minimum, we're looking at 250, 255, but realistically, closer to 260, 260 for a defensive end. Uh, part of the reason for that is because, again, they want to have their defensive ends have enough strength, power, and anchor in order to contain uh, a quarterback while rushing and also set an edge against the run game. So, that being said, what are we looking for? Prototype, uh, we're looking for that kind of size, that kind of length. Um, you know, anywhere from a five technique to a nine technique, a five technique is basically the outside shoulder of a offensive tackle. A nine technique is like, uh, not just outside a tight end, but almost like on the outside shoulder of a second tight end. Uh, so that'd be like a wide nine. There's, uh, there's speed rushing defensive ends. There's power rushing defensive ends. There's uh, bendy uh, defensive ends. Uh, there's technicians. Um, if I was to define Bosa, very difficult. Bosa is the ideal defensive end for the system. He's technical with his hands. He's got enough power to set the edge. He's got enough burst and speed to beat win with a win with the speed. And he's got the flexibility and the bend to round the corner. Uh, but you wouldn't want him playing a 3-4 outside linebacker because he's better with his hand in a dirt firing off. So uh, we're looking for size. We're looking for length. We're looking for, realistically, I'm thinking 6-3 uh, to 6-6, six, six, 260 to 270. Uh, length, I think you're looking for 33-plus uh, inch long arms. Uh, I think 33 inches is kind of a minimum just because you need to be able to disengage blocks. You need to be able to uh, at least match length of a uh, of an offensive tackle. Uh, we want to look at their explosion off their line, their burst, uh, their get off. How fast is their get off? What is their first step? What is their second step? Uh, what are their first two steps look like off the line? Um, you know, what's that explosion off the line, the burst, the get off? Um, how's the bend? How is their ankle, uh, ankle and hip mobility, 
um, and bend so that they can round the corner. So, you know, you're, you're pushing upfield vertically and then being able to dip your hips and get that ankle bend to round the corner uh, to beat that offensive tackle who's trying to match you uh, laterally. So are you able to, you know, win with that bend? How much bend uh, do you have? Um, another very important thing is hand use and technique. So there's a lot of different types of um, pass rushing moves. Um, you know, there's just the pure speed move. Are you so fast you burst off the line that you're beating the offensive tackle off their kick step and then you can bend around that edge and get to the quarterback? Um, are you able to win with a swim move, you know, where you are, you know, engaging and then you get skinny and swim past the, uh, the, the offensive lineman, uh, how's your rip move? Are you able to rip past or rip through? Um, cause this, the swim move is almost like an overhand swim. And then like a, a rip move is more like a rip, an upper, like an uppercut kind of rip move. Um, how is your bull rush? Are you able to just win like, you know, when you have to, can you win with just a pure bull rush and, you know, get leverage, get under and just push that offensive lineman just back off balance and just win with the bull rush. Um, do you have a good chop move where he comes out, he tries to pump and you, he tries to punch and you're able to hand chop, um, Bose is so good with that, but like the hand chop in order to uh, get past the offensive lineman, throw him off off uh, off balance, disengage his uh, attempt, attempt at a block. Um, do you have a spin move? I generally don't like seeing spin moves, um, but you know what? If you throw a spin move in like once a game or two and it's effective, it's not the worst thing. Um, I think more important than the spin move is going to be more of uh, your ability to uh, stunt and twist. Uh, and that's one thing that the Niners defensive line does a very good job of is stunting and twisting. So are you able to start moving one way, stop, and then go back over and around uh, to an open gap and then pursue through there? Uh, but that is... Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call that a hand use or a hand technique, but that's more of just a general agility and body control um, of being able to start, stop, twist, run around in tight spaces and uh, evade getting bumped throughout the process. Um, so do you have a speed move? Do you have a swim move? Do you have a rip move, a bull rush, a chop? Um, how are you on stunting and twisting? So just a whole bunch of kind of like pass rushing moves that we want to look for. And it's almost like you watch them. If you see it, you check it off. Like, cool. He's got a speed move. Cool. He's got a swim move. Cool. He's got a rip. He's got a bull rush. He's got a chop, uh, the double scissors or whatever, uh, Bosa, the Bosa brothers have their chop move as the, the double scissors. Um, but do you have those hand techniques? And then, um, how effective are you with them? Like seeing them is one thing, seeing them be effective is another thing. If you want to get really advanced, one of the things Bosa does so well is that he uses one to set up the next. So he'll use a speed move to set up a bull rush. And then when the bull rush comes in, he'll counter with the chop. And, uh, every time the offensive lineman tries to adjust, he's got a counter. Um, which brings me to my next thing is, how good are you at 
countering um, the offensive lineman. So say that you start off with a speed move, he's got that. Can you convert it to a bull rush? Say that you do a bull rush, he stonewalls you. Can you then, you know, use a rip move or a swim move to get skinny and get past him? You know, you try bull rushing, he stops you, or all right, let me chop off real quick and now I'm free. So not just, basically, how good is your hand usage and your technique? Uh, the next thing with defensive ends is lower body and core strength. So, again, legs, you, you look at Bosa, you look at Ebukam, uh, you look at any of these guys that they want at defensive end, is how is your lower body, your leg strength, and your core strength? That's one of the reasons why uh, Drake Jackson wasn't playing enough, is he was not able to maintain his strength uh, throughout the course of the season. So how is your leg strength, your lower body strength, and your core, uh, your functional strength? Uh, the next thing is leverage. Are you able to maintain leverage? Are you able to win the leverage battle? Uh, low man wins in terms of uh, you know the lines and the trenches. Low man wins. Are you able to start low out of your stance? Are you able to maintain your leverage with your power and all that kind of stuff. Are you able to maintain your leverage, your functional strength, your lower body, your core strength? Uh, physicality. Ultimately, like the Niners play with a certain level of physicality from their defensive line. They're like banshees out of hell. They're coming at you like crazy. And I want to see some level of physicality and uh, almost nastiness uh, from the line, uh, but also a savvy are you physical, but is it under control? You don't want to see guys losing their leverage, losing their balance, falling on the ground. You don't want to see a defensive lineman on the ground or an offensive lineman on the ground. If that's the position you're in, it's a bad thing. Um, so again, strength, lower body strength, core strength, functional strength, leverage, balance, um, all that kind of good stuff. And, uh, Again, run defense, um, when it comes to run defense, how are you in terms of setting an edge and how good are you at getting off the blocks? Again, you don't want to give up yardage in the run game. If an offensive lineman comes at you on the run game, are you able to anchor, maintain your leverage, set that hard edge, see the running back come at you, shed that block, get off and go get the tackle? That's what you're looking for. Um, in terms of the run defense, um, you know, are you setting the edge and are you able to shed the block in the run game? And uh, the final note that I have on here for defensive end, quite simple, motor. Is your motor nonstop all the way? Kerry Hyder led the Niners in sacks in 2020 because he had a nonstop motor. Bosa got hurt. There was no Bosa. Guess what? Kerry Hyder old kind of just like bigger dude. I think he's like six, three, six, four was playing at like two eighty or something like that. Two seventy. didn't matter. Not super athletic, but dude just had a motor and had eight and a half sacks that season. We want to see guys with a motor. Uh, are you a high motor nonstop uh, energy guy? Because that's what Kosarek wants out of his defensive lineman. So, Again, we're looking for a certain size. 
Uh, you know, kind of, again, you're looking at probably 6'3 to 6'6, 260, 270, 33 plus long inch arms, strong enough to set the edge, enough core strength, enough lower body strength, maintaining leverage and balance, um, setting an edge, shedding blocks, and do you have a couple effective pass rush moves with a high motor? That's what we're looking for at defensive end. Check those boxes as you watch them. Final position defensive tackle all right so defensive tackle um same thing as defensive ends there's different kinds of defensive tackles um in general it seems like the niners uh kind of look for bigger ends and smaller tackles um as far as defensive ends we don't really want the 245 250 pounders we want the 260 to 270 pound defensive ends at defensive tackle, it seems like we don't want the 330-pound run stuffers. We want the uh, 290 to 310 uh, defensive tackles. So in terms of prototype um, and archetype of defensive tackle that we're looking at, generally what I would say is that you're looking at, you've got your nose tackles. Those are typically your uh, just really big, uh, run stopping anchors in the middle. You know, they, they're, they're basically just taking up two blocks and they're not giving an inch, you know, they're taking on a center and a guard and they're not going to move an inch. They typically aren't super big pass rushers, but these are your, you know, they're six to 330 pound, uh, low to the ground, just anchor, taking up two gaps and two two offensive linemen. So you got your nose tackle. Uh, you've got your run stoppers. Uh, a nose tackle and a run stopper are similar, but a run stopper is just going to be someone who plays the run very well. They have a very strong anchor, um, and they play the run game very well. They might be lined up at a two technique uh, or a three technique. Uh, but typically not a nose. Uh, Eric Armstead is a great uh, run stopper. Um, Hassan Ridgeway was almost a nose tackle, but good run stopper. Um, so again, run stopper, uh, another kind of archetype, um, like a penetrator um, or a slasher. Um, so I would say Kevin Givens and uh, Maurice Hurst are kind of like slashers or penetrating. Um, and typically these are your smaller, twitchier, explosive defensive tackles. These are your guys who are uh, 6'1", 6'2", 280, 290. And uh, they might not, they're not winning with uh, brute strength, but they're winning off of quickness. They're they're shooting gaps, they're shedding blocks, they're, they've got their, uh, their swim moves, their rip moves, um, you know, their chops, um, they're quicker, twitchier, and uh, when they have to, they can anchor one-on-one, um, but yeah, so that's kind of what you're looking at. These are more of like kind of a three technique, and uh, you've also got guys who just plug up gaps, so... Anyways, and then, of course, there's pass rushers. There's different kinds of pass rushers. Um, but pass rushing from the interior, really, I'm just looking for more of a pocket push. Um, so anyways, defensive tackle, uh, what are we looking for? 
Uh, so first thing with a defensive tackle is I'm looking for an anchor. So obviously you have your body type. Um, as far as what the Niners are looking for, I think that with defensive tackle, they really like Eric Armstead, but it seems like they typically look for a guy who is, uh, I would say, 6'1 to 6'4 um, between... 285, 290, up to about 310. Um, but typically, they're more in like the uh, 290 to 300 range, 62 to 64. That's kind of what they're looking at in terms of their defensive tackles. Um, they usually like someone who, again, you're looking for an anchor first. So are you able to hold an anchor one-on-one versus... A guard. Are you able to hold your anchor one-on-one versus a center? So that's the first thing is can you anchor? The next thing is can you anchor versus a double team? So if you've got a guard and a center coming at you, are you able to maintain that anchor? Are you able to set, uh, like not give up an inch? So that's the first thing we're looking for is an anchor. And then you're looking for an anchor versus double teams. You know, how is your... How is your leverage? How is your strength? Um, Again, low man wins. So leverage, core and leg strength. Um, I'm also looking for someone who can push the pocket. Um, don't necessarily need to be the ultimate pass rusher, but we do want someone who can push the pocket. uh, So that way the quarterback cannot step up into the pocket. Um, Ideally, you know, your defensive ends are setting an edge and collapsing an edge and your defensive tackles are pushing the pocket into them. So the whole four defensive linemen just collapse the pocket. That's kind of the philosophy. Um, but yeah, are they, are they able to push the pocket? Um, again, how are their hands? Do they have active hands. Are they shedding blocks? Do they have a swim move? Do they have a bull rush move? Do they have a rip? Um, we're looking for similar kind of pass rush moves. Typically you're not getting as much of a, uh, a speed rush. Um, uh, but again, you know, how are their hands? Are they setting an anchor? Can they anchor versus double teams? Um, when it comes to the pass rush, are they pushing the pocket? Do they have active hands, violent hands, heavy hands? Um, you know, are your hands, are they active? Are they violent? Are they heavy? I'm going to write that down. Heavy, active, violent. Cause that's what you want with hands, heavy hands, active hands, violent hands. Are you able to get off your blocks again in the run game? Um, are you able to get off the block when you see a block happening? Can you shed it when you need to? Um, how is your awareness? Do you have those different pass rush moves? Do you have the swim? Do you have the bull rush? Do you have the rip? Do you have the chop? Uh, do you have those down? You know, those are, those are all useful things you got to have in terms of pass rush. Um, how's your burst? How's your get off? Are you quick off the line? Again, we don't need high speed. Um, it's always nice to have someone who can chase down a running back 20 yards downfield. Um, but really a defensive tackle, you want explosion off the line. You want get off, you want burst. Um, 
That is what matters the most. And uh, again, you know, when you're thinking about, are they a pusher or are they a penetrator? Are you a pocket pusher or are you a gap shooter? Are you winning with a bull rush or are you winning with a, uh, you know, with a pass rush move? Are you winning with a, a rip, a chop, a swim? Are you just firing into a gap? Um, so yeah, I, uh, I think that's pretty much everything. I'm also going to end this uh, just because I don't want to have the quality go down too low. But again, the main thing with defensive tackle, can you anchor? Can you anchor versus a double team? Um, can you push the pocket? Can you shed blocks? Do you have a high motor? Do you have the, the core strength? Um, you know, are you a pusher or a penetrator? Either one of those works. Typically your pushers are your one and your two techniques and your penetrating guy is typically more of a three technique. Um, and as far as defensive tackles that we're looking for, I think it would be good for us to get a true nose tackle. Just somebody that we can, Hey, first, second down, you're stuffing the run and we're not going to get eat up, uh, in the run game. That was one uh, weakness that we had, uh, later on in the season. Once we lost Hassan Ridgeway, the defensive tackle position suffered, the interior run game suffered and, uh, definitely needed it. So I think that we need a good, uh, nose tackle slash defensive tackle. I think we're going to invest highly in the defensive tackles. So that's what we'll be scouting them. You know, we'll look at the archetype. We'll look at the prototype. We'll try and check that off and we'll say, Hey, which one of these guys does Chris Kosarek want? You know, is he firing off the line with a high motor, uh, with heavy, active and violent hands? All right. So I'm going to get out of here. I appreciate you. I hope that you enjoyed this three part mini series for scouting. It was a lot. I think this was about three hours today that I spent uh, trying to go over everything. And uh, I hope that it helps you in your scouting adventure. You know, whether you're a Niners fan or a different fan of another team, or you just want to, you know, scout it for the fun of it. But either way, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did like comment, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies. And as always go Niners. <laughs>